So here we are for another Snodgrass presentation as part of our ongoing podcast series. I'm Lenore Seifer, the Director of Human Resources, and I get to talk with you today, Jeremy Burris. Jeremy, you're the director of our IT practice group. I'm excited to talk with you to gain some valuable insights on how we support our clients in a wide variety of IT-related issues. Welcome to the podcast, Jeremy. So let's get started by first learning a little bit more about you. Could you tell us more about how you got your start in the industry, as well as how long you've been at the firm, and your specific role within the IT practice group? Sure. Uh, so I got my start. Uh, my father was a business ed teacher and uh, worked for a school district 17 miles from where we lived. So instead of paying him mileage, they would let him bring home the computers uh, that he was learning the software on. So uh, he would bring home a couple computers every summer and uh, I would tear them apart and break them and put them back together and did all the hardware stuff and uh, always was a gamer. So I would, you know, try to figure out back then how to make your sound card and your modem work at the same time. And uh, so computers were always one of my number one hobbies and always had computers in the house. Um, so I uh, actually went to college for math, uh, which had nothing to do with computers. Uh, but then uh, after a few years of teaching, decided I didn't want to teach for the rest of my life and um, kind of shifted gears and started working on computers from that point forward. Uh, was a network ad admin for a, a small community bank for a couple of years until they got bought out um, and then joined Snodgrass. And uh, this is my 17th year, 18th year with uh, Snodgrass. Um, and uh, they've really spent a lot of money training me on the cybersecurity field uh, and the penetration testing field um, more so than what I spent on my college education for math. So that's kind of my background. Thanks so much for sharing that. And so you actually lead the IT practice group then, correct? Yes, correct. Yep. So I know that, you know, from my own work here at the firm, how important cybersecurity is overall. And all of our employees truly do as well. However, I would be um, hard pressed to believe that anyone here really knows more about the complexities and the various different aspects involved, as well as the services that your group overall provides to our clients. So let's talk a little bit about clients. What is your approach to helping clients? And what is the firm's approach or what about it makes it unique and really advantageous to clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I've heard it multiple times. I'm not the first one to say it, but I think one of the things that makes Snodgrass unique is we always want to be our client's first call. We want to be the first thing that if our client's having any kind of an issue, we want them to pick up the phone and call Snodgrass first. Uh, and more importantly, we're not the kind of firm that every time you call us, we're not going to send you a bill. Um, we want to be your first call. We, we really strongly believe that the more times we can answer your questions and be the first time that you call, it's going to lead to a long, healthy relationship. So I think that's really what makes us unique as opposed to the firms out there who every time you call, they're hitting the time clock. And when they're done talking to you, they stop the time clock and send you a bill. And that's just not us. And I think that's really led to a lot of our success. Because it sounds like you're really becoming um, understanding of what their issues are and just available when needed without... Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I have clients that call me, you know, middle of the night. And if I'm not busy with the kids or the wife doing things, I pick up the phone and I talk to them. And um, we, as I said, we want to be your first call and we want to answer when you call. So we try to be uh, available, you know, as close to 24-7 as we possibly can. Sounds like a proactive approach. Oh, well. absolutely. <laughs> so here at Snodgrass, our IT practice group supports a wide variety of clients, and including the financial ones, and really helps them to navigate and manage various IT and cybersecurity issues. Could you give us some examples of that? 
Yeah. Um, you know, we typically work with uh, clients on penetration testing and IT audit services, but we've, you know, run into every client being unique and we've run into a lot of, of you know, I won't call them problems over the years, but challenges with, you know, different clients having different challenges. So, um, you know, in 18 years plus my work prior to working for Snodgrass, we, we've kind of learned to adapt to uh, the, the changing environment of IT. Uh, IT today is not the same as IT even five years ago. So, um, you know, we keep up with our training and we, we really, you know, have to because, you know, clients are going to call us tomorrow with problems that if we haven't had training on, we're not going to know how to be there for them. Absolutely. And it's amazing by how quickly some of it changes. And it's great to hear that you stay ahead of that, too, and ahead of that curve. So could you tell me a little bit about some of the certifications and expertise within your particular group? Sure. So um, we have several of our uh, staff members, me included, that have a certified information systems auditor. Uh, that's kind of our equivalent to a CPA, uh, being that we work for a CPA firm. So um, we also have uh, two certified ethical hackers. Uh, we have uh, EC Council certified system administrators. We have uh, licensed penetration testers. Well, we only have one of those. That's me. Um, we also have uh, CISSP, Certified Information System Security Practitioner, I believe that's what it stands for. Um, we have uh, myself has a Security Plus, which is one of the sought-after government certifications. Um, we have a person who's a certified risk uh, advisor, highly certified and, and highly knowledgeable. It sounds like there are a lot of certifications, a lot of expertise and knowledge within the group, and even within our firm overall. I always like to hear about the different certifications because it really just shows how invested all of our employees are in continuing their educational development and expertise within the field. And I have to say that certified ethical hacker one is always fun to talk about, especially with new hires and those on um, college campuses as well. So are there any other areas or services that you feel that our IT practice group is exceptionally well qualified for? Yeah, we are a, uh, a preferred vendor for the PACB, the Pennsylvania Area Community Bankers Association for Penetration Testing. We've been their only preferred vendor in that area for, I believe, six six or seven years now. Um, so I, I feel we're pretty highly qualified there. A lot of our certifications are on the penetration testing side. Um, you know, some of the other ones I mentioned are on the audit side. But I kind of feel like the cybersecurity type uh, certifications and, and area that we have is kind of an area that we're kind of highly uh, respected in, in the industry. Um, and I think even when you're just doing a general computer controls audit, there's a lot that overlaps with those cybersecurity. And, you know, I always say you can have a policy and procedure background, uh, but you can also have a cybersecurity background. And, and I think uh, we've got uh, multiple staff on our group. Some are very good at the policy and procedure side and others are good at the cybersecurity side. So we always try to pair up, you know, the, the policy and procedure person with the cybersecurity guy so that the banks are getting both perspectives when we're doing work for them. That's really interesting. And when we talk about the attack and penetration audits, I think you're doing more of those on a remote basis now, correct? We are. COVID uh, kind of had us to wear out. You know, they originally said COVID was going to be a couple of months, and we were a couple months in, and we weren't doing internal penetration tests. And uh, we kind of figured COVID was going to be longer term, so we looked for a solution, and we came up with what we call our remote keys, uh, which are little, you know, four-inch by four-inch by two-inch computers that we kind of have all the software we need on, and we ship them to the client in a box. They plug them into the network, and it lets us do the same testing as if we were sitting in their conference room. Um, there's a lot of advantages to doing it that way. One, we can leave the box there day and night, whereas if we come and we sit in your conference room, I'm not letting my computer sit there at night. Um, you know, I don't, I don't trust anybody. 
Um, so I'm not going to let my computer sit there all night, but I can let my little remote key that has seven passwords to get into it uh, on, on your network. Uh, and that lets us scan 24-7, which lets us get the penetration tests done. Um, and the other advantage is there's then no uh, any, any out-of-pocket expenses for the clients whatsoever. So instead of them paying me for a hotel and mileage and meals and, and all the stuff that comes along with me sitting in their conference room, they can basically do it for free. Um, we don't charge the shipping for it because you're being nice enough to let us do the work remote. But um, yeah, it, it lets us kind of interact just like if I'm plugged into their network. Um, so, uh, you know, COVID helped us out with that, but our clients seem to love it because they don't want me sitting there taking up a cubicle or taking up a whole conference room. So, uh, yeah, we, we do the majority of them remote now. Every now and then we'll go on site for a day to look at physical security or one of the layers of security that's easier to do on site. Uh, but I'd say 90, 95% of them were just doing fully remote. So it sounds like another way that your group has just sort of um, modified the way that they've done things to remain current and help clients even more so. Ab absolutely. Um, our efficiency ratings are really great when I can be the person to go out and take the client to lunch and do the stuff that's easier to do on site for a day and not have four of my auditors traveling, you know, six hours out to a client, six hours back to a client. You know, that's 12 hours that they're not spending sitting there looking at your security. Um, and so we, you know, kind of like the idea of everybody working remote except for maybe that one person that goes on site for a day um, and it's not wasting a lot of the the time of the people who are supposed to be looking at the security of the client. So Jeremy let's switch gears a little bit here and talk about AI artificial intelligence. It is something that we hear so much about in the news now and although it's new parts of it have been around for a long time too. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about and tell us how your group is approaching this with clients and the advice that you give to them? Yeah, absolutely. There are uh, portions of AI that I think our clients should be using, and we're starting to tell them they should be using it, uh, such as, you know, your firewall programs that have learning algorithms to learn what's normal on your network. And when they start seeing something that's not normal, that's when it's sending alerts. Um, antivirus solutions that kind of are not just signature based, meaning if it fits this little profile, we're going to tell you you have a virus because it's very easy to change those and get around the signature based things. Um, and so artificial intelligence has been great in the IT community from a monitoring of your network standpoint uh, because you can't have staff sitting there 24-7 uh, but you can't have an AI based solution that says I know that's not normal for my network that can send you alerts 24-7 um, but the other side of AI with the chat GDP and some of these other programs that are going out there and scouring the internet for your answers and things like that um, there's a lot of misinformation about those right now and um, I don't think we're quite there to where we want our clients to be using that yet um, which isn't to say if they are, that's a bad thing. But, you know, if you're a managerial person at one of our clients, you need to at least be aware if your staff are using it, um, know what they're using it for and kind of assess the risks. Um, so that's kind of the message we've been sending to our clients, at least as of lately. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I'm sure that's going to continually evolve and change over the next weeks, months, and even the next Absolutely. year, too. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Snodgrass, and in particular, the fact that we have a long history, more than 75 years of continually providing support to clients. And with that, of course, we have some extremely and incredibly long-term client relationships. Do you think that that transfers to employees as well, too? 
Uh, I know in our group it has. Um, I've got some very long, uh, you know, success with retention of, of my staff members. Uh, I, I think the shortest uh, tenure that I've had on my staff right now is five years, but uh, generally I have eight years or more. Um, we, we have a partner in the group who's been with us over 12 years. We've got another gentleman who's been with us for 10 years. Um, so I, I know on the IT side, um, we, have, we have some very tenured employees, um, which has led to our success. And, uh, you know, the, the longer that you work in the industry, the more you know, and, and especially with us having the focus on financial institutions, you know, us having 120 clients in 10 states, you know, the longer you've worked for us, the more you really know that industry very well. So um, I, I like to think that the success of the firm being in business as long as they have has contributed to the, the success of us retaining the staff. Absolutely. I'd 100% agree with that. Jeremy, is there anything else you'd like to mention that specifically talks about in our firm's approach? You know, what makes it unique? Yeah, uh, I think uh, a lot of the stuff's been talked about before, but tying it all together, um, you know, first of all, we're told by our clients how thorough we are, and the FFIC uses their FFIC IT handbook, uh, and they're going to cover about 30% of it in their exams as far as what we see. Um, we never know which 30, so we have to cover 100% of it, so our clients are constantly saying, wow, that was a really thorough audit. Um, same thing on the penetration testing side. We don't just use one program for vulnerability scans. We have two, and we don't just use one program program for exploitation, we have two. And um, we, we never like to rely on any single program. And at the end of the day, we want to give you a report that tells you what you need to work on or tells you you're secure. And we know that because we've used multiple approaches against it. Uh, and I think some of the things we talked about earlier allow us to do that with our longevity of our staff, um, the, the number of certifications that our staff have, uh, the continue, continuing education policy that Snodgrass has where, where we take training very seriously and we go to some of the best training events in, in the whole world, as far as we're concerned. Um, you know, I think on top of that, the the client approach that we have, the longevity of the clients. Um, you know, the more you know your client, the more you can skip over some of that low risk stuff and focus on some of the high risk stuff. And the ability to work remote and do any project that we want, you know, 90, 95 percent remote or 100 percent remote if the client wants that. Um, again, I talked earlier about the efficiency. Instead of spending 12 hours driving to and from my staff can, you know, roll out of bed and start working for you. And they can, you know, hit those high risk areas in more depth because they're not spending time driving to and from you, you, you and just to do your work. Thanks so much for sharing that. And I'd probably add to just again, to kind of recap the proactive approach that your group takes with always staying ahead of what's coming up next and being ready for our clients before they even start asking the questions. Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah. Jeremy, let's talk about our clients now. I know that a lot of our clients are financial institutions, and I also know that we have a variety of other clients. Can you tell us a little bit about what other kind of clients you have and overall where our clients are located? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with where our clients are located. I, I mentioned it earlier. We have about 120 clients a year right now in 10 different states, uh, you know, as, as far away as California, Chicago, Maine, um, you know, and all the states around Pennsylvania as well. You know, we're, you know, Pennsylvania and West Virginia based firms. So we, you know, we have the Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, New York, New York, New Jersey, all the states around there. Um, but we do have some of those outliers. Um, and I think that's because of our ability to do the work remote. Um, and it's also our, our ability to take the IT uh, function and get it outside of banking because really if you care about your security it doesn't matter what industry you're in we can help you um, so you know we do have some non-banking clients as well um, you know we, we have some you know clients who uh, hold government information
ammunition for the purpose of selling firearms, for example. So you can imagine, um, you know, selling some high-end firearms and there's some regulations on those and who they're allowed to sell and who they're not. And they've approached us and said, well, we really care about our security. Um, you know, we, we also have companies who help our banks, you know, companies like ATM providers who, you know, will stock the ATMs with cash and they'll provide you the ATMs and they're an ATM servicing company. Um, so we have some clients that, that kind of match up very well with banking and some that have nothing to do with banking whatsoever. Um, but again, we always have that premise that, you know, it doesn't matter to us what, what, is, what kind of data you have on your systems if you care about protecting it. We don't care what the data is. We'll tell you whether you're protecting it right or, or not right. Um, so we, we do, uh, as a practice line, get outside of banking probably just as much, if not more, than some of our other practice lines who are more financial institution-based just because it, it's a good transition outside of banking to just say, if you care about your data, we can help you. If you have a business, you should be interested in protecting your security, your data. (laughs) So overall, then thanks for sharing that information about the clients. Mm -hmm. And overall, then if someone's interested in learning more or reaching out, how do you recommend that they go about doing so? Yeah. And I don't want to, um, read my long email address, but uh, we just revamped our website and I think it's wonderful and great. And not only that, it has a a lot of useful information in there as far as the white paper articles that we write, uh, a lot about what service practices we have, not just on the IT side, but as a firm as a whole. So um, if somebody's interested and wants to know more, I would first point them to our our new website, just www.srsnodgrass.com. It's got information there about all of our practice lines. My email address is on there. Um, I tell clients, you know, reach out to me an email. We'll set up a time to talk and, you know, give you my cell phone number. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll set something up. Well, that sounds great then. Thanks so much for being here today on the podcast. And it was great to talk with you. Thanks. Thanks.